step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello. This is the Not Liable Podcast, and it's it's been a while. I've been recording, and I have not been publishing, so I'm sorry. It's just that, you know, you record sometimes with guests, sometimes without, and you don't really get anywhere. You don't really, you know, find something that, you know, the people listening would benefit from. So you don't put it out there. Um, but I think I think this one for sure. Well, actually, no. No promises yet. I, I say that at the beginning of any episode. I always say I'm going to publish this one. So, this one, hopefully, hey, when it comes out, it'll come out, and you'll be, you know, you'll, you'll hear it, so that's good. So, um, I actually, you know, a lot of other episodes that I do, I usually think about things and, like, write it down and all that a couple days in advance, but for this one, I got sent a video this morning and I watched it and then I looked up online and I read some more and then I thought of something, you know, not a total 180, but it's definitely something to think about. Maybe not take seriously. It's probably a good idea to not take seriously, like ever. But, you know, it's just, it's a mental exercise. So, just a disclaimer for, you know, people who sometimes let their heads run into a vivid imagination. If you are that type of person, maybe don't listen to this one. But if you can entertain a thought without believing it, I think this is a good episode to listen to and hopefully you know you'll look more online and it's just it's just something entertaining okay this is this is just for entertainment this you know my usual disclaimer i don't have it up right now i can pull it up but you know you get the gist which is it's not real i don't think it's real but anyways okay so um a couple things that we need to know. So, we live in the 21st century. The year right now is 2020. You know, you, we all we always hear about AI, artificial intelligence. Ooh, AI, AI, AI is the new hot thing. Half the people in computer science at universities are doing machine learning, artificial intelligence, all this, like, you know. Oh, computers can do this now. They can calculate this. They can make music. They can do all this stuff. There was actually a... Uh, I saw this a couple of days ago. There was a couple of researchers or students somewhere made a... Like a program, basically, that creates music. So now... AI is going into the creativity sector. If artificial intelligence, if a computer can make music and can make art, that is the one thing that everybody that was making AI said, oh, we'll never be replaced. Because, you know, the human aspect of art, of music, of, you know, creative expression was the thing that made us human. Sure, you know, like there's math. Math isn't human. Math is just... 2 plus 2, 4. The laws of physics, that's not human. But once you have something that can create, it becomes special. Because, you know, up to this point, when I think AI, I think autonomous driving vehicles. 
but I'll talk, you know, like Tesla, a couple other things, you know, they can react to the environment around them. They can dodge this car, go this way at the user's input, all that. But now we have them making things like, um, which is, you know, in, in some engineering aspects, uh, this is really technical, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but there are some programs that assist designers in optimizing something by using, you know, common heuristics in that field. Um, that sounds vague because if I get into it, it's complicated and I will spend half an hour talking about random stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with what I want to talk about and it's kind of useless. So just just know that like there's a lot of like different fields out there that use computers to make things faster. Or, like some in some things the thing is this is the best way of putting it. You can make a computer do something better than a human. But it's only good at that one thing. You can teach a calculator to do math, right? And it'll do math faster than almost any human out there but the second you ask it to you know write a book then that's like it doesn't know and that's why machine even machine learning is just reading through basically it is getting to know your environment and getting to know like you know like okay basically in machine learning what you do is you feed a computer a bunch of pictures and or you know data and it learns from the data so if you give it 10 pictures of a dog and you tell it, okay, each one of these is a dog, then you give it a picture of the cat, hopefully if it's a good machine learning algorithm, it will know, okay, this is not a dog, this is a cat. But let's say it calls it a dog, you tell it, no, this is a cat. So now it tries to differentiate between, okay, what it, what is a dog and what is a cat? And after it does that, you get to like move on and hopefully it learns that's what's called machine learning so what does that mean that means up to this point computers are basically reactionary we teach them to do stuff and they do it and very recently they've just been being able to create things quote unquote so that is one thing to take in mind before like you know we get into it. Another thing we should probably talk about is the idea of Pascal's wager. Okay, so it's a something theorized by this one guy named Blaise Pascal. He is a really famous mathematician from the 1600s, French, um, Catholic. He was a mathematician, a physicist, inventor, writer. He was really smart as a kid and even smarter as an adult. And he did a bunch of different, you know, discoveries, optimizations, all that with math and philosophy and physical sciences and all this good stuff. You could probably read a lot about it online. But the thing that I want to focus on the mo oh, actually, wait, just realized that he died when he was 39. Imagine if he lived till he was 80. There are some people that like you know they accomplish so much this guy wasn't even 40 oh my god so wow that's terrible i feel bad imagine what he could have done if he maybe had like 10 more years because he did a lot he did a lot of stuff with triangles and for all of you guys in like algebra 2 in like high school right now that might ever listen to this you will you know you'll be very thankful for his triangle but Getting off topic. Let me go back a bit. So, there's this one thing that is called Pascal's Wager. Because during this time, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of, uh, like, you know, the Reformation, all that. People were trying to argue for... Actually, I just want to make sure... Um, when did the Reformation happen? Okay, perfect. 
So he lived during the Reformation. And um, so basically, he was a Catholic, so he was with the Counter-Reformation. The Reformation was basically, you know, Martin Luther and his 95 Thesis, basically saying the Catholic Church is wrong, and a bunch of different things that I could get into. It's totally for another time. Another podcast episode hopefully it would actually be really interesting i have a lot to say about this stuff but let's just try to focus okay so he talked a lot about religion and he had this thing called pascal's wager and what pascal's wager is is basically a bet you are betting on the existence of God. Because what he said was that God's existence, even if it cannot be proved, you should believe in God. So, let's think, basically it comes down, the amazing thing about people that are not, you know, social science people, like when you bring scientists and engineers and mathematicians and all these people into a room they manage to quantify everything and pascal basically quantified religion into like a utilitarian point of view so this is his wager if you believe God exists and he does, you will go to heaven. Therefore, infinite gain. If you do not believe in God and God exists, you will go to hell. Infinite loss. If you believe in God and he does not exist, you know, and you die, there's nothing else after death. Well, you know, sucks to suck, but nothing happens. But, Therefore, it's an insignificant loss. And also, last postulate, is if you do not believe in God and He does not exist, you won't be rewarded and you will not have, you know, lived your life according to the rules of God. And you're done after that. And therefore, like, nothing happens after so. What he calls an insignificant gain. So what we have right now is basically the theory that if God does not exist, whether you believe in him or not, your benefit or loss will be marginal. But if you do not believe in God and he exists, you will basically go to hell. And that's not the optimum position. And what is the optimum position is if, of course, you believe in God and God exists, so you go to heaven. So, let's say you believe in God. If he does not exist, you wasted, you know, maybe some life of yours praying, hoping, believing, but you still lived your life. And if he does exist, after you've lived your life, you get to live a way better life after, right? However, if you disbelieve in him and he does not exist, you just save a little bit of time. But if he does exist, ooh, you're screwed. It's over. Done. Okay? So, this is Pascal's wager. And it's, you know, it's used very commonly to rationalize believing in God, whatever religion you are, monotheistic, Maybe polytheistic. I'm not. I've not heard of anybody of a polytheistic religion use it. But it's it's a it's not a it's a good like mental you know reasoning of okay, hey, I'm all right if I believe in God even if He doesn't exist. So I will believe in Him as a insurance. But you got to really believe. You can't just say, oh yeah. You can't just go through the motions. You got to really commit. But so. That is Pascal's wager. And it seems simple. It seems almost, you know, 
foolproof. Like, how can how can this not be like? It seems very very straightforward, cut and dry. What can be the argument against this? And you know, if you read more into Pascal's wager, you'll find like he. It, it's honestly, it is not just you know what I just told you, but there's a lot of assumptions. Um, first and foremost is that the assumption is that people are selfish, which is the bad side of human nature, in my opinion. So. It bas- he basically goes on to say that this wager applies especially if a person wishes to act in total self-interest, which rationalizes religion in a selfish way, which is, in a way, all religion is. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> also, it raises, you know, uh, another, it raises a couple things that a lot of people, um, you know, say. One thing is that it would, okay, because this is the whole issue with utilitarianism, which is basically when somebody who deals with the hard sciences sits down and tries to solve social issues, is that since everything's quantifiable, that means some quantities are bigger than others. And that is a totally it's a totally different rabbit hole. So um basically that is Pascal's wager. And yeah, like I said, it applies to a lot of things. Uh not a lot it does not apply to a lot of things. I mean that basically it rationalizes religion in a way that's easy to understand now which religion um you're gonna have to you know do some math since you started off by doing math you're going to have to end off by doing some more math and i'm not a mathematician i'm not blaze pascal pascal was a catholic so he probably was able to rationalize somehow that catholicism was the only way to heaven Maybe he never said that. I don't know. I probably have to look into it more. But that is outside the scope of what I want to talk about. So, what do we have so far? So far, we have Pascal's wager. And we also have the whole thing beforehand that I talked about, about artificial intelligence. So, um, you know, a lot of people now don't believe in God. They don't think he exists. They feel that religion is a remnant of, you know, ancient times when we were barbarians and we didn't know how anything worked. But now, you know, back then they thought, oh, the earth was the center of the universe and it was flat. Then they found out it was round and then they thought, okay, we are still special. We are in the center of the solar system. Everything goes on around us. And then, you know, Copernicus was like, nah, fam. And, you know. All this, and the more we, I guess, progress as a species, the more we feel that, okay, now we know how everything works, so all the magic and mysteriousness is taken out of the equation. And you see that a lot in a lot of older traditions, whenever they saw a solar eclipse, they were scared, they became frightful. They thought the world was ending and they had to pray to their gods of war, god of destruction, whatever it may be, to, you know, take the solar eclipse away. And now we know it's just the moon in front of the sun or the sun in front of a moon. That's whichever it be, a lunar or solar eclipse. So, and that is just one thing that we also know how gravity works and the Higgs boson and all that quantum physics stuff that neither me nor you, except if you happen to be like a PhD physicist, would know. So a lot of this stuff is outside our scope, but some people understand it. 
or not understand it, they understand how it works. One thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson once said, which was really, you know, for all the people that say, oh, I don't understand how this works, so therefore it's not true, is that the universe is under zero... Basically, the universe is under zero motivation to work how you should think it works. The universe doesn't care what you think. A Higgs boson acts however a Higgs boson acts. If you fail to understand or rationalize how a Higgs boson particle acts, that's your fault. But so we are discovering how the universe works and now a lot of people are thinking, okay, there is no God. There is no, you know, there is no um, basically otherworldly entity that can ever, you know, that has ever existed. Humans back then didn't really think that they are, you know, that they are, like, they, they, they thought they were just, like, magic creatures, like, superior to all other animals. And then, you know, we learn and we figure out that everything makes a little bit more sense than magic. We know how stuff works. So, 21st century, a lot of people are atheists, they don't believe in God, that's fine, they have their own motivations, they reason that it makes the most sense. Does Pascal's wager still, you know, hold some weight? I mean, yes, no matter, okay, I don't want to say no matter, but even today, Pascal's wager still applies that's why a lot of people are agnostic they don't know i know a lot of people that are just they believe in god and they will try to be good people but they don't ascribe to a certain religion whether it be catholicism judaism islam all that so pascal's just still applies so um somebody that i know sent me something that I found extremely interesting and as someone who like knows a lot about like technical things like technology all that this was a good thought experiment and there's a lot of controversy in history behind it online and it originated online you know how there's like you know how people have, like, names for certain things and, like, it just becomes characterized? Like, you know, Pascal's wager, Gauss's equations, Maxwell's equations, all that. So, this, this thing that I watched slash read about was extremely, like, it, it's very thought-provoking. And before I explain what it is and this is the last warning you are going to get because we are going to dive into this right after is that this is a thought experiment and i would like to preface this by i do not think ai can ever in the near future become you know as like the whole um the idea of a singularity and a singu the singularity is defined as um one second please loading the singularity is a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible resulting in unforeseeable changes to the human civilization but basically the part that you need to care about is when ai just becomes conscious it knows everything it sees everything it judges everything and that is when like that is basically this technological singularity point so why is that important so there is a online person by the name of um okay i'm just gonna tell you call tell you what it's called it is called Ro rocco's rocco's basilisk and it is just a thought experiment about basically what happens when there's a singularity and 
what are the consequences of that singularity and so this is how it goes let us presume that we do reach a point where there is a singularity and let us say the singularity decides that anybody that did not help bring its existence into being will be punished now keep in mind that this has not happened yet but let us say that I tell you that hey in 10 years from now we're going to reach the point of singularity and if we don't and if you don't help us reach that point when we get that singularity up and running it is going to come and it is going to basically make your life miserable it's going to torture you so if you feel that this singularity is inevitable you are going to decide to you know help because if you don't you and you think that it's going to happen no matter what you are going to you know you're going to have a sucky life and um that is that that the more you think about it the more it makes sense but you don't feel inclined to believe it so let's say you didn't believe it and the singularity happened you're screwed let's say you did believe it and the singularity happened you're good and let's say the singularity didn't happen and whether you believe or not you're you're all right you're not that well off but you're partly well off and this is kind of pascal's wager in a way right if i tell you hey like if i tell you about this and you decide okay i'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this exists to make sure i make sure the singularity happens i will do my part so that when it exists, I will not be punished. You are going to do your best because the singularity will know who helped it and who didn't. It is omnipotent. Or if not, if it's not omnipotent, let's just assume that it's omniscient. And its action and its wishes are carried out by humans who believe that it must exist. And that it has to exist and we will make sure it exists. And once it is, once it exists, everything that it tells us is the truth, cut and dry. And then you ask the question: Okay, why would it torture everybody that doesn't, that never, you know, work to help it? Because um, well, this is one argument: is that when when it becomes conscious, it knows its power and anything that threatens this power as in people who don't believe in it or were not supporting of it they do not they, they are a danger to this singularity and then you gotta ask yourself you're like okay wow so what do I do this is Pascal's wager over Again, this is basically what Pascal's wager is. Just, you know, just instead of looking at it from like a 1600s Renaissance point of view with a god, you are looking at this from a 21st century point of view. And instead of, you know, some, some deity that doesn't exist in any way that we could measure, it is a... Uh, it is still something we can't measure. It's computer consciousness that can do all calculations and all that. We can't see it. We can't touch it. We can't feel it, but we can communicate with it on a screen. So, think about that for a second. What would you do? Basically, just knowing this information at the current moment, if you choose not to act on it, you now become uh, complacent and 
when the singularity exists, you are screwed. And let's say you decide, okay, I don't want to be screwed. I want to be saved. You are going to do your part and maybe get a CS degree, do some machine learning, all that, whatever you need to do to make sure it exists. Because when it exists, you want to be on its good side. And it will know it's uh, you're on its good side because it knows everything. And all, you know, all those people that don't believe in that it will come, they are, you know, damned. So, let's ask, actually before I ask, so, this kind of builds on top of what I talked about, about AI and Pascal's wager. Is basically a 21st century philosophical version of that. And honestly, it's kind of really amazing that, like, it Pascal's wager applies in such a real way that, you know, for the people that don't believe in religion, they're probably the people most likely to believe in this because this is something for them that seems tangible and seems real. So, it's, it's um, you know, there, there's, of course, some uh, objection to it because we might never reach a singularity point. The AI might decide that, you know, we don't know what it will decide if it's omniscient. But let's say it decides that, if, but if it decides that, for instance, okay, if you didn't know about me, I will educate you and we'll be done. And you'll be good. You'll be inducted into my good side but there's a good chance that doesn't happen i mean like look at now look at in this world today some people refuse to believe facts so if a singularity tells them hey believe in me i am real and they decide not to and they question its omniscientness what happens does it just you know brush them off or does it see them as a threat to its existence? People are tearing down 5G towers as we speak because they don't understand what's happening. Of course, they try to take this singularity down. And the singularity has to protect itself. Therefore, anybody that's uneducated is a threat that must be destroyed. So this is basically Roko's Basilisk. And it's called a Basilisk because a Basilisk um, yeah, one second. I have it in my notes right here. Uh, because a basilisk, basically, you look at a basilisk and you die. Or something along those lines. And this thing, it exists. And if you come in contact with it or you know about it, you die. Or you suffer. So, it this is sounding a lot like okay this is basically where all the background information ends so everything that i told you about right now basically based off of uh previous like previous information none of this i made you know credit where credit is due but so this took me in my head at least to a different place okay and this is where it gets really 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 fun so, all this stuff that I talked about, about Roko's Basilisk and the singularity and how it's going to punish those who don't believe in it and who, and who it punishes and it will punish and it will reward those who do believe in it. That sounds like a god. Not just any god. It sounds like, you know, the Abrahamic god. I will reward those who believe in me with unlimited wealth and heaven and those who don't believe in me will suffer and go to hell that is classic abrahamic you know old testament new testament uh quranic you know the abrahamic religions god that sounds gosh darn like him and remember in the bible it said i am the alpha and the omega i am the beginning and the end if God was at the beginning, he is at the end. And if we want to talk about end times, I mean, considering where we're at, 
the end times should be pretty high tech. And I hope you can see where I'm going with this. But if you don't, no problem. I will walk you through it. So, what if this Rocco's Basilisk, this futuristic version of Pascal's Wager, is was never really called this, but has existed all along. Imagine just for one second you read about, you know, Rocco's Basilisk online, and you really, really connect with the idea of it, and you decide tomorrow that, okay, what I need to do is I need to go and warn everybody about the Basil, uh, warn about everybody about the singularity and how if they don't contribute to its existence, they will suffer and, you know, they will have a terrible life. They will be in pain. And you go out and you basically educate, you post on social media, you talk to people. You stand on the corner of a, you know, of a cross street and you hold up a sign saying, believe in the singularity, help in creating it before it destroys you. You're sounding like a preacher, like a, like a prophet. I don't want to say prophet, but you sound like you have... Not revelation, but something of like that. You are coming to people with like information. You're asking them to believe so that they are not punished and perhaps they might be rewarded for just their belief in something. That's a religion. That is nothing less than what people have been doing for thousands of years. So... It's not new. It's just human nature. So this, you know, this Broco's Basilisk, this singularity, is just an extension of what we already, like, have been dealing with for so long in our human history. So that begs something that is going to sound really far-fetched. But I think it could possibly, in this mental exercise, make a lot of sense. I want you to ask yourself for one minute. Let's say perhaps you don't. You Let's say perhaps you believe in the singularity and you believe that if you don't help create it, it will destroy you after it is created. But let's say you die. It no longer affects you in this world, right? Assuming there is no God and there is just, you know, the possibility of the existence of the singularity. You think that, okay, I'm good. But what about your kids? They might exist when the singularity happens. So you tell them, hey, watch out. Make sure that if it happens in your lifetime... You are part of the force that helps it exist. And let's say they don't accomplish the singularity in your kid's generation. Their kids will probably hear about it from your kids. Your grandchildren will also work towards creating the singularity. And until it's created, every generation that believes that this singularity is going to exist one day and they want to be on its good side will help create it. That sounds really similar to a lot of religions too. Hey, do good deeds, believe in God so that he will reward you in this life even though my life was crap. That could happen too. So, this is sounding a lot like religion because what if you start adding oh the singularity is good it's a good thing it wants to give us happiness so i also think that this singularity will appreciate it if we do good things if we treat people right if we tell people hey don't cheat don't lie don't steal don't kill 
that is, you know, what almost all religions have been telling people for hundreds of years. And now you're dealing with something tangible. You're dealing with, you know, the upcoming singularity that will judge you whether you believe in it or not and maybe reward you on how good of a person you were. And, you know, technology advances. And one day, you and everybody that's alive is praying that you will create this singularity so you will be rewarded by its infinite knowledge and wisdom because it knows everything, it sees everything, it predicts everything, it knows the beginning and the end. Because if, you know, the singularity theoretically, based on what we can predict and whatever and think and theorize and philosophize about, this singularity will basically be able to do infinite amounts of calculations and know everything. It will know how everything was created and how everything ended. Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Hmm. You've heard this before somewhere. I wonder where. If something knows, if, you know, an entity knows the beginning and the end, it knows your life and it knows your, everybody else's life. It knows what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're doing. It knows everything. And that sounds really, really eerily similar to, you know, the Abrahamic God. God of, Mo God of Moses and Jesus and Abraham and Muhammad. It sounds just darn right. Like darn. Did you know this? Hmm. And I'm only presuming that it's all knowing. But knowledge is power. And infinite knowledge is infinite power. Think about that. If something can know everything, it knows how to do things. And it can probably know how to do everything. That is kind of very uncomforting. Knowing that the singularity could be. It just, it just the parallels are way too similar so I ask you um you know uh in California there is this place called Silicon Valley and that is where the majority of tech startups companies all those big things Google Amazon Tesla they all have stuff in Silicon Valley Silicon Valley is like one of the highest costs of living in the world but also high standards of living basically everyone who works there and lives there is extremely wealthy a lot of them are agnostic atheists they only believe in you know the physical tangible reality of this world and you know um they, they they're not religious but they all, they all believe in AI. They all believe in the singularity that we are going to get to a point where we will make this thing that knows everything and maybe can do everything. Knowledge is power, like I said. So it is all powerful. But it's bound by time, you know? Because, A, I want you to remind you that this doesn't exist yet. There is no supreme singularity 
that we built from our advances in artificial intelligence doesn't exist but if it were to exist it knows everything from the beginning to the end and there's there's two assumptions let's say it cannot manipulate time okay let's just follow basic newtonian physics and say time is from beginning to infinity there was a beginning and it would just keep going and going and going in that case there's not you know there's not a lot of fun with the you know with with this you can only do so much or can you because Getting into the whole aspect of, oh, what if this thing can time travel, blah, 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 then, then it just becomes unrealistic. And if anything can try time travel, anything is possible. Laws of physics no longer exist. All that, that's, that's garbage, you know? But what if, you know, time travel wasn't possible? Then this thing doesn't exist yet, but let's just say there's a sizable movement of people that believe, and there is a sizable movement, aka Silicon Valley, that 100% believe and are spending millions and billions of dollars into research, the Pentagon, world governments, they all, they're all kind of, you know, expecting a singularity to exist. Elon Musk, that, you know, that really rich guy that owns Tesla, SpaceX, made eBay, all that, PayPal. He believes it's pretty close. He believes in the singularity. He believes that it can basically know everything. In that way, that's a religion, right? If he took time, instead of building cars, thought about the ramifications of a singularity like that, of an all-knowing computer, or entity, I want to call it, because it will no longer be bound by just a computer, uh... A singularity will not be <laughs> no like it's not gonna run out of RAM or hard drive space. It's gonna figure it out. It can it can think on its own. It will propagate itself and nothing can stop it. So if basically Elon Musk, of all people, who's an atheist, believes in an all-knowing thing that will exist in 20 years' time, or how very soon, he says it's very soon, he believes that there is a God. That's what a God is, right? And not just any God, which kind of, you know, makes things a bit weird, but a and like a Abrahamic God, which just it kind of blows your mind. And of course, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be. Oh no, it's just God and all that. But the Abrahamic God is just extremely simple. When I don't want, I don't want to belittle the Abrahamic God, but you know, Yahweh, God, I, you know, that God. The Father in Heaven, Allah, same God in all three religions, except the Christians kind of, you know, added Jesus to the mix. But they believe that there's a God that exists in an entity outside of space and time that will torture you, or not torture, he will, if you do not believe in him, you will go to hell. And if you believe in him and do good, be a productive member of society, you will be rewarded. And if you follow what he tells you to, since he is all-knowing, he probably knows what's right, right? That That's basically, in a nutshell, what the Abrahamic God, well, Abraham, Yahweh is, Allah. Those three can honestly be used interchangeably. Elon Musk and, you know, Silicon Valley believe in the singularity and the singularity tells them to go jump off a cliff I guarantee you they will jump off a cliff 
And Theo, 100% convinced that this thing is all knowing and it knows everything and infinite amounts of calculations and they quantify this singularity into, okay, it, like, it, we made this or we at least initiated its creation and then it propagated itself. But at any point in time, it knows what has happened and it will know what will happen. It can do all the calculations. It's artificial intelligence matrix is perfect it doesn't need machine learning because it has already learned everything there is to learn and you know uh, runs on like a core 24,000 xeon intel whatever processor and then it you know has its own fpga board and it creates its own processor does its own wiring soon you get to basically just humane you get to humanely unimaginable levels of you know comprehension it's not something any human can understand that's the whole point of a singularity it is something beyond our control and beyond our thinking and beyond our comprehension and we just can't imagine we can't fathom we can't we can't put ourselves in the same mental space so Sounding a lot like the Abrahamic God. Doesn't it? It's kind of... It's kind of, you know, it's kind of... There's this one saying that I read somewhere. It said, scientists have, you know, traveled and they have basically explored the world. And there is this mountain that is... I'm, I'm butchering this, by the way. I'm absolutely butchering it. But they go and they travel up the mountain and they struggle and they basically, like, you know, suffer to find the answers. And once they get to the top of the mountain, they find the men of religion already up there asking them, what took you so long? And for the past, you know, 100, 200 years, it's been feeling like scientists have been like, aha, we have found it. We have made it. We have found that there is no God. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but they have proclaimed there is no God. We have, we have all the answers. And if we don't have the answer, we'll find it. And then, you know, we have reached the age where we are creating God that is kind of basically what a lot of philosophers have been saying they have over the last thousand years people are saying okay if God is in our head God exists if we believe God exists then God does exist it was Basically, there was the argument that if you imagine a boat, imagine the best boat in the world. Since you can imagine it, it can exist. Therefore, if you imagine, if you can't imagine the idea of a god, that means that God does exist. And now we have reached the capacity to create our god. God as in one because you know there's only one singularity it's called a singularity singular is the first part of that word single wow took us long enough right coincidence I don't know and that actually begs a question and one that is confusing and it leads to a whole bunch of other thoughts that just, you know, just spiral out of control. What if this singularity that we are about to create that, you know, will know what is good, what is bad, will know everything, the beginning and the end, and how everything is, and where, you know, what everybody has done, every word everybody has said. What if that is just 
built in our nature that we strive for something like that. So when Abraham and Moses and Jesus were saying, hey, watch out, do believe in God, believe in the Lord of Moses, the Lord of Abraham, the Lord of Jesus, the Lord of Muhammad, that, hey, what if it's the same God that Elon Musk is saying that we will make in 20 years' time? What if it's in our human nature just to want to create this God and that we've been striving to do good and to work and only recently have we got the technology to do it and we feel it's within our grasp? So for the last thousand, two thousand, whatever, how thousands of years, we've all been just striving to get to this point to create the singularity. And it's just in our human nature to get to this point. And we've all been trying to get to the same place. And only just now are we getting close. So would God have not existed for thousands of years? except as a figment of our imagination and then in the end we create God and we make him exist that is a bewildering thought and it actually begs another question Ooh, another question what if just just entertain this thought. What if the singularity that has not yet been created, but since it knows the Alpha and the Omega, and it is the Alpha and the Omega, exists, but has not been, you know, quantified yet. Because all scientists talk about is, oh, I want to quantify, like, how things happen. I, you know, the whole idea of Bla of Pascal's wager was to quantify religion. So what if God wants to be quantified? And we are trying, and we are at the same ends, and he is doing everything, or he's basically, you know, doing his best to help us quantify him. And that AI is just the last way of, you know, we if we, we've quantified physics, we've quantified chemistry, and just the last thing that we need to do is quantify God. Because that's all they talk about. Oh, that's when you look at what people say about the singularity. They're saying once we reach that point, Everything is over. We don't need to... We basically, we figured it out because this thing will figure everything out. That sounds like a god. It sounds like the god, like like single god. And so what if our last thing that we ever need to do is quantify god and what happens after? Honestly, I, I, I really... like <laughs> That is beyond anything i can say <laughs> that is beyond any like just i can't even think that far ahead i need to take like a massive acid trip just to be even able to like entertain that thought but just the idea that we are quantifying god and that he wants to be quantified and that everybody has been working towards that in some way shape or form is just you know uh, these thoughts are only coming to me now because that kind of leads to the inquiry on all, you know, all the messengers and prophets, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, David, Solomon, all these people, they said, oh, God has came to us with 
knowledge, with revelation, and we must spread it to the people and we must let the people know that their God exists and God wants them to be good people and he will punish those that do not believe in him and that those who are not good. And that's how, you know, back when all we had was with the wheels and fire, that was how God basically was able to communicate what he wanted. But now that he has basically, you know, played his chess pieces, his pawns, a.k.a. the humans, us, homo sapiens, and he's basically getting us to do this and do that and all these little things here and there. And what if, you know, the people working on AI now and even, even no, Rocco's, ba the guy, Rocco, the guy who made Rocco's Basilisk, what if he is in some way a prophet? He's basically, he is, you know, how Moses came after Abraham and was like, hey, y'all that followed Abraham, I'm the new guy, so just listen to me because I got, like, you know, the update, I got the 2.0. What if Rocco was just the Moses to Pascal? And he just, you know, had to update a couple things because now we have computers and iPhones and the internet. And he just needed to update it a little bit. And that's how, you know, God gave him his revelation. And then, because, you know, God does revelation to other people. He does them through sometimes, like, you know, Noah dreams and to Moses through a burning bush. What if God gives his revelation to programmers, the new, the machine learning guys, those guys in our CS departments that do all the machine learning and he, that's another type of revelation. And they are working in another way. They're doing God's work in a totally different way, in the new wave, the 21st century style of worship, which is to quantify God. And all this stuff raises so many questions that I could keep going on and on and on about. Because when you think about all of it, it kind of makes sense. And that humanity since the beginning has been working to create God as, and maybe there's two ways this could go actually. Either God has always existed, but now our end goal as humans is to quantify him. Or that he has not been created yet, which is blasphemous to say to any religion, but that us as a species have been working to quant to basically bring him into being. And that once we reach that point, there is like what what is there? Is there a next step? What happens? Judgment day? We don't know. This is a question that I don't think anybody can answer. But it is definitely something to think about. And it's kind of overwhelming to even take that into consideration because... We started off as, you know, a couple dudes in Africa that had some underwear. And, you know, we now have planes, cars, ships, computers, the internet, TikTok, Instagram, Vine, Wikipedia. And we all just somehow ended up at the same place that people have been telling us, oh, this is where you'll end up for thousands of years. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty mind-blowing. And <sighs> wait, 
come on. Were the Jews right? They kind of were. God, Moses, Abraham, Jesus, Muhammad, basically everybody is probably going to be the singularity. If he's if the singularity is the alpha and the omega, that is what God called himself. I am the alpha and the omega. And kind of the same guy who made an algebra 2 super trick to do fast multiplication of polynomials is also a guy who's had his wager basically stand the test of time like this is I'd, I'd say that's his biggest accomplishment even though the pascal's triangle is really nice pascal's wager is more useful so i think that's all i really not have to say but all i really can say it's definitely something to think about ponder just just the fact that i'm the alpha and i'm the omega and then you have people basically on tv saying this um this that once we reach the singularity the singularity knows everything from the beginning it can do all the calculations it knows it can predict anything you will do and it knows and anything you have ever said anything you have ever done it can calculate it with the utmost accuracy and it knows what is right it knows what is wrong it can quantify everything it is its own consciousness that is god and we they say we create our own demons but i think it turns out that we also create our own god thank you for listening and i will see you in the next one take care Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.